Today's episode of Locked On Eagles is sponsored by Pepsi. Thanks to a lack of natural athleticism or commitment or overbearing sports parents, fewer than 1% of 1% of 1% of people will ever play professional football. But instead of entering the NFL, they've entered another league, the League of Football Watchers. This football season has been different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through game day because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. Go to Made for Football footballwatching.com today to check out the latest football watching content from Pepsi. You are Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Eagles fans? Welcome into the Locked On Eagles podcast, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Louis DiBiase joining you on this Thursday edition of the show. The Eagles getting ready for their Sunday matchup with the Green Bay Packers. The Eagles currently sitting at 3-7-1 on the 2020 season. Uh, be sure to subscribe to the podcast on any platform for four to six episodes a week downloaded into your phone. So far this week, we... Uh, we talked about the Seattle game for a couple episodes and what that game represented, both short-term and long-term on Monday. Then Tuesday, we actually recapped the performance, which was uh, not a great one for Philadelphia on either side of the ball. I don't want to say that, actually. The offense was abysmal. I actually liked the flight of the defense and the way they handled Russell Wilson, I thought, actually, for the majority of the game was really good. So scratch that. I'd say the offensive performance was abysmal, and I actually really was happy with the defense, which is the unit I'm normally very, very hard on. I mean, you guys have heard me go after Jim Schwartz for all three years that I've been covering the Eagles for Locked On Eagles. But we did those two shows, and then yesterday on Wednesday, I constructed a four-step plan in 2021 to fix Carson Wentz. So if Wentz is going to stay in Philadelphia and still be the quarterback in 2021, how are they going to fix him? How are they going to get him back to the player he was, not just in 2017, not saying he's going to get back to his MVP form where he looked like Patrick Mahomes of 2018, Lamar Jackson of 2019, like that was Carson Wentz in 2017, but how are you going to get him at least back to the level of play that he was at in 2018 or in 2019, which were two very good seasons for Wentz as well. And so I constructed a four-step plan that is available as well as every other episode on any podcast platform when you subscribe to Locked On Eagles. Today on the show, I want to talk about what we want out of the rest of 2020. So we've been doing a lot of long-term talk, right? We've been talking about the futures of Howie Roseman as the Eagles GM, Doug Peterson as the Eagles head coach, Carson Wentz as the Eagles uh, quarterback, right? Jim Schwartz, the DC, who's going to be the play caller maybe next year, you know, the roster in general. We've been talking, it's been a lot of future talk because the Eagles at 3-7-1 and one right now, they look completely broken. And although they're still alive in the NFC East, it is kind of a fake alive. I mean, it's, it's not real. And while they still could get hot and win the division, even I was doing the playoff machine on ESPN and I got the Eagles in at like five wins. Although that's the case, I mean, the Eagles that we knew, like a championship contender that could get into the postseason and actually do some damage, that team appears dead in the water. And so we've been doing a lot of long-term talk, but there is still, what, five games left for the Birds at 3-7-1. and one. There's 11 games played and five to go. So there are still games to be played. So now I want to talk about what do we want out of the rest of 2020. That's coming up on today's edition of the episode. What do we want out of the rest of 2020? 
A season that's been an absolute disaster, that's given us absolutely nothing we wanted out of this team. A team that I picked to be the three seed in the NFC. A team that I thought got younger, got faster, had more potential on both sides of the ball, got more innovative when it comes to the offensive coaching staff. None of it appeared to work. Carson Wentz is broken, Doug Peterson looks broken, Howie Roseman, the entire team just looks Totally. I mean, not to say the whole team. Fletcher Cox still looks like an absolute stud. He's got four sacks in the last four games. Darius Slay has been a true CB1, something the Eagles have been looking for for a long time. Jordan Maialata potentially looks like your left tackle of the future. Miles Sanders is still a star. Brandon Graham is still a star. So there's been some positives in 2020, but the majority of it, it feels like 90 to 95% of it, has been a disaster. So is 2020 going to do anything good for the Eagles? What do we want it to do for us for the remainder of the five games? Like, can they make it up to us? Can 2020, this maybe the worst year ever that we've been alive for, can 2020 make it up to us in some sort of way? And so that's what's coming up in today's edition of the podcast. If it was to make it up to us a little bit, what would that look like? Like, what do you want out of the rest of the 2020 season for the Eagles, out of these last five games that are going to be tough because, you know, number one, uh, they play... The Green Bay Packers on Sunday. They still have to play the New Orleans Saints this year. They still have to play the Arizona Cardinals. So you're looking at potentially another three losses. But do we? Does that matter? Like, is out of the season, the rest of the season, do we want wins? I mean, they are still alive. They're barely alive, but they are still alive in the NFC East. Like, do we want the playoffs? Do we want a top pick? Do we actually want to lose those games right now? The Eagles will be picking sixth overall, which is huge. I mean, the Eagles haven't been able to get that kind of pick uh, in a really long time. But what is it? What do we want? I mean, for me, I look at playoffs versus a top pick, something that we've discussed a lot on this show over the last couple months, considering the state of the team right now. I, I still go back and forth with it. You know, there's some days I say I, I want the playoffs. There's some days I say I want that top pick. I want a chance at a guy like Jamar Chase at wide receiver out of LSU to give Carson Wentz a true wide receiver one. But at the same time, like, I, I still look at the playoffs and I'm like, I don't believe that it's going to happen because they play the Packers and the Cardinals and the Saints still, and I just don't think this team can realistically win the division unless the other teams blow it too and the Birds can win it at five wins. But I will say, I mean, getting Carson Wentz into the playoffs, that what that would do for his confidence is absolutely huge. But I just, I don't see it. I don't see Carson Wentz getting that confidence back in time to have a chance at the postseason. And I don't want to say this team isn't fighting the way they used to, but I, I don't see that fight. I don't, or maybe it's the ability to beat some teams. Like last year, even when they were one and two, and they had lost back-to-back games, and they blew those games against Atlanta and Detroit. When they headed into Lambeau like they are this Sunday on Thursday Night Football, I had seen a track record of the Eagles being backed into a corner and fighting their way out of that. In those situations, they thrive. And this year, I don't see that. We haven't seen that all year. And so why would I think the Eagles are going to go to Green Bay this Sunday and beat the Packers? Or they're going to beat the Cardinals? Or they're going to go toe-to-toe with one of the best offenses in football? Or they're going to go toe-to-toe with the New Orleans Saints, who although they have Taysom Hill, and the Cardinals have been kind of beatable, so those two games are more winnable than they seemed a couple weeks ago. At the same time, like why do I think that fight, that ability to fight their way out of this adversity, would come to fruition now when it hasn't happened in all of 2020? I I want it to happen. I would love to see them fight their way out of it, make the playoffs, get Carson Wentz into the postseason, because that means in that scenario, Carson Wentz did bounce back and have a strong final finish the final month and a half of the season. 
I just, it's hard to believe it. It's hard to believe that Wentz is going to find himself before the offseason where they can potentially construct a plan around him like I did on yesterday's episode where maybe you add a new GM instead of Howie Roseman or a new play caller, a top receiver. Maybe you trade for Odell Beckham. Maybe you draft Jamar Chase or Jalen Waddell or Devontae Smith. You know, I want that scenario to play out still for Carson's sake, uh, but at the same time, it's really hard to see Wentz getting back to that form this year. It's hard to see this team uh, doing that. But what do you want out of 2020, out of the rest of 2020? Do you want that playoff scenario? Do you? Would you rather just have them bottom out and get a top pick for a quarterback? Maybe you don't believe in Carson Wentz anymore. Uh, maybe you want that top receiver and you think that's the only way to fix Wentz is getting him a player of the caliber of Jamar Chase. Hit me up on Twitter, by the way. After the show, I'd love to hear from you guys what you want out of the rest of the season. At Lockdown Birds is our show page, and at DBiase, LOE is my Twitter account. I will continue to get into what I want to see out of the remainder of 2020. Coming up next, right here on Lockdown Eagles. And guys, today's show is sponsored by Built Go, which comes from the same great people that make the best tasting protein bar out there in Built Bar. Built Go is the solution to breaking through your wall, whether that's a mental wall or a physical wall, break through it with Built Go. It's five-hour energy without that same crash feeling. Plus, it's natural, so it's better for the body. It's like drinking a monster drink with a third of the caffeine and better results. I need to break through the mental wall and the physical wall. That mental grind, that physical grind. I work the overnights at the radio stations here in Buffalo, New York, 10 p.m. to 5 a.m. So I got to stay awake. I got to stay motivated mentally and physically. Built Go has been huge for me, and they have three delicious flavors to get me through it. Peanut butter honey, legit, big peanut butter guy for me. That's my go-to flavor, but they also have chocolate coconut or chocolate mint if you're a big chocolate person instead of peanut butter. Visit BuiltGo.com today, and if you use the promo code LOCKED, that's L-O-C-K-E-D, you're going to get 20% off your next order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D, for 20% off at BuiltGo.com. Built Go, the solution to breaking through your mental and or physical wall built go let's go all right eagles fans welcome back into the lockdown eagles podcast your daily podcast on the philadelphia eagles subscribe to the show on any podcast platform for at least five episodes a week downloaded into your phone and you can always hit us up after the show we're always talking birds on twitter at dbiase loe and at lockdown birds so today's show what do we want to see out of the remainder of the 2020 season for the eagles out of these last five games Do we want to see them run the table again like they've done basically the last two years, 2018-2019, and a last-ditch effort, they win the NFC East and they make the playoffs? Is that what we want to see? Do we want to see them bottom out and get a top-five pick and maybe take a quarterback or take a receiver or you know somebody like Parsons out of Penn State and take a legitimate do-it-all all-around linebacker? Is that something we want? Does it matter? Wins and losses, like playoffs, top pick, does that not matter? Do you want to just see positive play out of Carson Wentz, out of Doug Peterson? Hit us up on Twitter. Let me know what you think after the show, at DiBiase, L-O-E, at Lockdown Birds. I personally, like, I would love to see the playoffs for sure. I still want to see Carson Wentz get in. Like, I'm dying to see Wentz play in one full postseason game for the Eagles. It's something I've wanted to see now for five years and we haven't really gotten that yet. I just I don't believe that that's going to be the case. And I think long term, it might help Wentz more to have somebody like Jamar Chase in his corner, right? Or a Jalen Waddle or a Devonta Smith. So I think that's more realistic. I would root for the playoffs, but I just don't think it's going to happen. What I want to see out of 2020, outside of those two things, like a top pick or the playoffs, number one is I just want to see Doug Peterson get Carson Wentz into a consistent rhythm, get him doing anything positive consistently for the rest of 2020. 
And where right now can Wentz thrive? He's not really doing anything right. His mechanics look screwed up. His accuracy looks screwed up. His footwork screwed up. Uh, his confidence screwed up. Deep ball. I mean, I mean, everything about Wentz right now. Fumbles, you know, taking sacks, turnovers. Everything about Carson right now looks like an absolute disaster. Are there ways still to find his old game still this season? Are there ways to get him going positively this year? I still think there is. I think I think in two key areas, you've got to go just all in on utilizing Wentz in those areas. Number one, get him outside the freaking pocket, Doug. Get him rolling outside. Play actions. Move the pocket. Left, right. It doesn't matter if he's throwing across his body. When Carson Wentz is on the move, he is a far superior passer than when he's just standing up, feet planted in the pocket. He's still extremely effective. The one thing he's done really well this year, I feel like, with Wentz is thrive when he's outside the pocket. The issue is Doug has barely utilized Carson in that area this year. Manufacture those plays for him. Get him outside through structure. Carson Wentz, most of it has come from Wentz just running around and, you know, doing that on his own. Doug Peterson has not, and he's admitted in the press conferences that Carson Wentz, I mean, everybody knows last year Wentz was the highest rated passer outside of the pocket. Doug knows, the fans know, the media knows. It's why they're asking the questions, and that's why he's admitted the past couple weeks he could do better at getting Wentz involved in the passing game outside of the numbers, outside of the pocket. He keeps saying that, but then he never does it. He rolled Wentz out against Seattle maybe twice last week. He did it maybe once or twice against Cleveland. He only did it a couple times against New York. And every time, though, Wentz has made a good play, an accurate pass this year, it's not really been inside the pocket. So Doug Peterson needs to finally just commit to going all out to getting Wentz rolling outside. Get him outside the pocket, a pocket that is never clean anymore. Wentz has been destroyed by the offensive line play this year. You can see him playing, even when there's no pressure, he's playing with phantom pressure, right? He's seeing ghosts, like Sam Darnold told Adam Gase last year. He's not confident inside the pocket, and he's just a better, more accurate passer outside the numbers anyway. He always has been. Throughout his entire career in the NFL and at North Dakota State, Wentz has been a better passer on the move. When he doesn't have to just rely on all of his mechanics, when he's just rolling around and it's pure arm, that's where Wentz thrives. And with his mechanics the way they are right now, with his footwork and throwing motion, get him outside the numbers and that's where he's more accurate. So go all in on that. Also, no huddle. To get Wentz in a rhythm, Doug's move is always to go no huddle, but he doesn't keep it consistent enough. And maybe it's that he thinks that your whole game plan can't be built around you know, no huddle and rolling Wentz outside. But I disagree. If you have to do a Chip Kelly-like offense right now to get Wentz going, then do it. And to roll him out all the time, do it. I watched the Rams against the Eagles. Jared Goff completed, what, his first 13 to 16 completions? Something like that against the Birds week two. And Sean McVay was rolling Goff outside almost every single play. And we all know Jared Goff hates and sucks at dealing with pressure. Carson Wentz normally is one of the best quarterbacks in the league at dealing with pressure inside the pocket, outside the pocket, but this year he's not. Like I said, he's dealing with phantom pressure, and he's dealing with an absurd amount of pressure in his face. I mean, he's been sacked more than any quarterback this year, and so even when he's not pressured, he feels the pressure. So what, what's the solution to that? Go no huddle, get him in a rhythm, and get him moving outside. Get him away from that pressure get him not feeling as jittery, and get him in those areas where he's just a more accurate passer. Because right now, he's one of the least accurate passers in the NFL, if not the least. So those are some key areas that I want to see Doug Peterson utilize Carson Wentz for the remainder of 2020. That's a big thing I want to see out of this season, the last five games. Another thing, get some long-term answers. 
Because again, I don't think making the playoffs is realistic anymore. So we got to look to the future. That's what we've been talking about on this podcast pretty much every day. So no more playing Alshon Jeffrey. No more playing Alshon Jeffrey. That man is shot. He is done. And the only reason he's even on the roster right now is because of his absurd cap hit. The fact that you're actually putting him on the field over guys like Travis Fulgham and Jalen Rager is insane. I was irate on Monday night when there were moments where Fulgham and Rager were on the sidelines for Alshon and Greg Ward. Let's see what Rager, Fulgham, John Hightower can do for the rest of the season. Let's see if those guys can be a part of this future receiver core moving forward. I think Rager can be or is going to be. I think Fulgham will be and has shown that he can at least be your wide receiver three. I mean, he was leading the league in yards for a month for sure, but I don't think he's that good of a player. But I don't want to say he's also a practice squad guy like he used to be. I think there's a middle ground there. Let's see. Let's see what he can do the last five games. Get Rager, Fulgham, and Hightower way more involved. No more Elshon Jeffrey on the offensive line. Continue to evaluate Jordan Maialata. It's looking really good right now for him to be your left tackle of the future. On defense, play Davian Taylor at linebacker. You know, I know he looked extremely raw, but just do it. Get him out there. See if you can rely on him in 2021. At safety, play Kayvon Wallace. He's not been able to touch the field this year over guys like Marcus Epps and Jalen Mills. And you just cut Will Parks, who's only 26, after not giving him a chance at all. You didn't give Parks a chance or Wallace this year. I want to see Wallace get a shot. You know, Graylin Arnold, too. They activated him from the practice squad. Get Arnold involved, too. And then, you know, going back to the offense real quick, speaking of the offensive line, I just thought of this, like, Jordan Maialata, I'm so happy they moved to him as the left tackle because I don't believe in Andre Dillard right now as the left tackle of the future. Jordan Maialata has played extremely well this year, but at right guard too. Jason Peters moved from left tackle to right guard, so Maialata could protect Wentz's blind side. But I don't want JP at right guard either. Play Nate Herbig. You know, Brandon Brooks is going to be back next year after that torn Achilles, but you have no idea what he's what that guy's going to be. I mean, yeah, he was still the best offensive lineman in football last year coming off a torn Achilles in 2018, but coming off two of them in his 30s, you got to know what you have in Nate Herbig, a player that I thought was pretty good uh, for the majority of 2020. I would rather play him at right guard, a young player, and know what you have in him long term than continue to play with JP, who's battered, he's injured, and he's old, and he's not going to be here in 2021. Louis DiBiase joining you on this Thursday edition of Locked On Eagles. Coming up next, I have a couple more things I want to get into of what I want to see for the remainder of the 2020 season for the Eagles. Find any sort of positives to take for the rest of this year. At 3-7-1, there's not a lot to feel good about. What do we want to try to feel good about for the rest of the season? That's coming up next right here on Locked On Eagles. All right, Eagles fans, we are wrapping up this Thursday edition of Locked On Eagles. Talking about what else we want out of the remainder of 2020. You know, we've talked mostly long-term, you know, big picture stuff over the past month and a half, right? To make an office reference, Jim is the uh, day-to-day manager, and then Michael is the big picture guy. We've kind of been doing mostly Michael Scott stuff here, talking big picture. So what else do we want to see out of 2020, out of the remainder of the 2020 season, these final five games for the Birds? You know, I talked about in segment two, Doug Peterson utilizing Wentz more and no huddle outside of the pocket, just getting him into a consistent rhythm and just finding Wentz any sort of confidence. Get him feeling positive by the end of this season and thinking that he can have a rebound season in 2021. Also, get long-term answers. Like, no more playing Alshon Jeffrey and Jason Peters. Play Nate Herbig. Play Jordan Ayalata, as you are doing right now. Let's see more of Jalen Rager and Travis Fulgham and John Hightower on defense. Play Davian Taylor. Play Kayvon Wallace. Play the guys that are going to be potentially part of your core moving forward. Not guys that aren't going to be here next year like Alshon Jeffrey, Jason Peters, Nate Geary, 
you know, Duke Riley, those kind of guys. It's there's no point, especially now at three seven and one. Now is the time. I know Doug feels like he's probably fighting for his job, but and Jim Schwartz too. But it's time to to play these young guys and see what you have moving forward. You got to get answers. They made the right step moving by a lot of to left tackle, but they got to continue with that theme. And they haven't always been doing that because they moved JP to right guard instead of putting him on the bench instead of Nate Herbig. Uh, they are continuing to play Alshon Jeffrey over Fulgham and Rager. They got to move away from that mindset. Uh, one other thing here before we wrap up the show. One more thing I want to see out of 2020. Can we get Miles Sanders more involved for the love of God? I mean, this guy is, he's a star. <laughs> Miles Sanders is too good to not be getting 20 touches a game, and he's not been doing that all season. I don't think he, yeah, he's never had a, a game where he's had 20 carries in his career. And this offense is not good enough to not have Miles Sanders touch the ball that many times. The fact that he's not touching the ball 20 to 30 times a game is insane considering the Eagles have no other talent on this offense outside of Dallas Goddard and, you know, Rager and Fulgham are talented, but not to the point where Miles Sanders is a side piece of this offense. He should be, especially with how Carson Wentz is playing. This run game is not utilized enough. The Eagles are 28th this year in rushing attempts, but they're third in yards per run play. And I'm not one of those old geezers that say, run the ball, ground and pound. Run game and defense wins championships. I am a new school guy, throw the ball 30 to 40 times a game. Have your offense be and your team be built through your quarterback and your offensive play caller, right? The passing game. Like, that is what wins championships now in the NFL. But for the Eagles, it's not working. You don't have the quarterback for that right now. You don't have the receivers. You don't have the play caller. What you do have is an absolute star at running back in Miles Sanders, and he's not touching the ball enough. He's averaging 5.6 yards per carry this year with 600 yards on 108 attempts. And you got to get him more involved in the passing game, too. Last year, Miles Sanders was one of, if not the best, receiving running back in football. He made up for when Deshaun Jackson went down, Miles Sanders was your deep threat. Him and Carson Wentz had incredible chemistry through the air. This year, it's not enough. Miles Sanders only has 19 catches for 123 yards, and he leads the league in drops at running back. He's dropping way too many passes. Fix that. That might mean to you, don't pass him the football. To me, that means get him more involved. Get him in a rhythm in the passing game, build his confidence up like Wentz too so he can catch the ball again and become a star in that area, which is what he was in 2019 because you need Miles Sanders moving forward. He is the most talented player you have on offense right now. Outside of Carson Wentz, but I want to, I mean, right now we know Sanders can still play at a high level. We don't know that about Wentz. All right, that's going to do it for today's edition of the Lockdown Eagles podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Subscribe on any podcast platform for at least five to six episodes a week downloaded into your phone. And follow us on Twitter as well. We're always talking birds after the show at Lockdown Birds and at DBASI LOE. As always, thank you for downloading. Thank you for listening. We'll see you on tomorrow's episode. Let's go, birds. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbird styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Super Light Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. Code SUPER24.